RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. So it looks like we are live. And I think, I can't confirm this yet, but we might be live on Facebook and LinkedIn at the same time. So I'm not quite sure how we validate that, so I'm gonna take a look. But yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're watching us for the first time on LinkedIn, Every Tuesday, we get together for CPA Live. Eric is here with, with me from Swick Business Strategies. Eric, good to see you. Good to see you, Dave. And we talk about really important stuff. And this week, we're doing a further dive into the conversation. Yeah, we are absolutely, just to confirm, it is true. We are live on LinkedIn at the same time. That's yeah, excellent. Yeah, confirmation. <laughs> yeah, that's good news. So we're talking about time today. But what I was about to say for the LinkedIn audience, what we also do on a Tuesday, this becomes our consultivation podcast. So the group of friends that normally join us on here, Doug Holstead, George Powers, Barb Gay, Kurt Rickoff, and Vincent Howard, um, we all get together to talk about business. Today though, Eric and I are holding the fort down, aren't we, Eric? And we yes. want to talk about we want to talk about this time issue. Because we here we are in the second two weeks of November, another fast moving month. Here we are with news coming out of potential vaccines soon. And just look how the stock markets performed just in recent days, Eric, where that news yeah. came out of the US and it's already come out of Britain and Europe. And now we want to talk about understanding that time is an investment. So if you're watching this, we're asking that particular question today. So Eric, what do you think about time? Why is it important in business well, today? Well, I think it's important because there's never enough of it, right? Yep. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in balance in life. You know, I've been working for many years and there's been times in my life where I let work consume it. And unfortunately, at the expense of my family. And so, if I can share anything from looking back, and I think it's always important to look back because you can learn from you know, things that you've done in the past, is that you, you gotta make sure that you balance that time with both family and personal with work. It can't be all consuming just work. So that's, that's the thing that I always think about when I talk about time. Have you ever heard of father time? Father time? Yeah. Yes. So when he's coming for you. When he's coming for you, that's, a, a, that's absolutely right. I wonder why, in essence, why he was even a he yeah. on reflection. Now, we're, we're going to share a video after today called 86,400 seconds, because I was alarmed, Eric. So there's a video that talks about um, how many seconds there are in a day, how they shape our choices, and our choices over time that those seconds they compound, they, they build up together. It's only had 18,000 views, which means multi-billion people around the world aren't thinking about this. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm asking people afterwards to watch this video too. And we're going to make sure it's in both broadcast comment trays so you can see them. So there was a story once shared about Father Time, Eric, right? And it went like this. Imagine Father Time was your bank manager and you're wandering around in your life, right? And you're realizing you've spent so much time and you you realize like in your business sometimes or like in life you're going to go and see if you can get a credit card or you know extend your cash flow but in this case the cash flow is time and you go down to the bank and you're at, you're in the queue and you get to the counter and you say to the, the bank father time manager and you say hey can i get an overdraft or a loan extension and of course they're going to say no now one of my favorite ugly coaching questions is so if I was father time, I'd be asking, how many periods of six months do you have left hmm. in your life? It's not nice, is it? Yeah, yeah. But it's it funny, I have, a very, I have a very good friend that always talks about how many Christmases he, he kind of estimates he has left. That's how he looks at it. And, you know, it, it really puts things in perspective when he says the number, it's usually in the 20s. So makes you think. It does, not it? It, abso it absolutely does. So let's talk about something we were talking about earlier today. In business, what do you think the common mistakes are with how time is used, Eric? Well, I, I think often you spend time on things that are not value adding, um, like doing the same things that you've done before and expecting a different outcome. Um, you know, my, my feeling is that people don't spend enough of their time helping develop other people within their organization because if you develop those people, they take that burden off of your shoulders. There's a, there's a, a book that I read years ago and it's called The Great Leaping Monkey Theory. Okay, and, okay. And I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but it talks about when you're in an office and you're walking down the hall how monkeys tend to jump off of all your staff's backs onto yours. And it talks about how you can avoid that and make sure that the monkeys stay where they belong. And that's by coaching, that's by helping develop people so that they can solve those problems themselves instead of putting them on you as a leader. It's a great shout. And so I like that, expecting different results and not changing the action. Yeah. So actually keeping keeping your input the same and wanting a different output yeah you know when you describe when, you know when you describe it like that does it doesn't it just sound automatically bonkers <laughs> yes yeah how, how many of us do it you know yeah. wanted yeah. to lose wanted, wanted to lose weight eating the same way wanted to be fitter not training right wanted right. to be more wanted to be more strategic getting stuck in doing the in stuff on a day-to-day -day basis yeah. so I, I think you're right and I think there's an opportunity for people to really think about how to use time as a currency positively in your business yeah. so that's actually realizing that you're spending cash you're spending time cash on things you know um, Warren Buffett has a rule that he's worked he's worked out how much time he's got left give or take and if, it, if what you're doing doesn't match his schedule he won't see you 
Hmm. Now, not, not his schedule as in his diary, his schedule as in his life schedule. Yeah. So isn't there a clue there somewhere that if, if Warren Buffett can do it, we can all think about how we spend time, how we spend our time mm. money. Now, here's another one, Eric. So how many owners or people do you know running a business or a CPA firm, maybe, who just can't get out of the weeds? Oh, many. I know several. You know, what, that, stops them? what stops them? Especially, um, it's those people that during tax season that they're doing the work, they're preparing tax returns, they're just overwhelmed and they're putting in 60, 80 hours a week of time to get the work done. Um, it's foolish. That's how I look at it. It's, it's just not a good use of their time. So do you believe that time is money? Firstly? Yeah. So for example, to be specific, if you want to have, let's say you are one of those people today and you are wishing for more time or to have, as you said earlier, better balance, Yeah. Applying time as money in this situation is hiring the resource to do the work that you're stuck doing. Yeah. And I think I often talk about when I work with clients is that that hiring process of who you bring into your organization is so critical. And I often have stated that it's more important to hire who a person is than what they know, because you can always teach the technical side of what they need to know. But if you don't have the person that's ambitious, that's a self-starter, that's you know going to you know want to perform at a high level, then you're going to be spinning your wheels. And uh, just because they have the technical knowledge, doesn't mean that they're going to have all those other qualities. And uh, you know I I want to let you know that I work with a gentleman here in Colorado. His name's Kevin Stoffel, and he has a great tool that I've used in the past to help screen or identify the who that you're hiring, not so much what they know, but who they are, because I think it's critical. I, I, I absolutely agree with you because it's that natural essence. You either have certain ingredients or you potentially don't. Yeah. And it, it's, it's being, being fully aware of that. So I think there's some good advice there, Eric, about hiring the who. Yeah. One of, one of the things that people talk about a lot, and it's a little bit cliche, right? Is in versus on. How important is that from your perspective? In versus on, I think it's really important. You know, I have always, you know, while I owned my CPA firm, my focus was always working on the business. Um, that's why I was able to be successful in growing it. Um, yeah. if working in it, it's hard to grow the business if you're involved in the day-to-day -day operations and you're doing actually the work. Um, you know, as a leader of an organization, you need to be really visionary. You need to kind of set the picture. I often believe in creating a vision that When I talk about a vision, it's like if you close your eyes and imagine what this place would look like, this organization would look like five to 10 years down the road, what is that? And then you share that with the organization so they share in that vision. And so that then you're all working towards that ultimate goal of what, what it will look like in the future. 
And so as a leader, that's to me working on the business, not in it. So do you happen to know a really good product or tool that would help somebody once they've worked out that vision, put it into practice, Eric? Do you have any clues of what they could use? Well, you know, Dave, using the framework from RLC to me is critical. And I've been working with clients with it. And just to see, especially when we start talking about their current state and then we talk about the future state, to see the light bulbs go off where, wow, you know, I've thought about these things, but I've never put it down in a document to actually be able to share with other people in the organization. And it's invaluable and, uh, you know, very helpful for people to have that. It absolutely is. And And I think we're living in a phase of history where if you have a framework or a track to go after, it's one of the best ways to recover from all of the recent setbacks that we've been seeing in and around the world, in industries, in businesses, and it gives you that flexibility to adapt. I guess what I'd like to do for a minute in this inverse is on, um, I'd like to explore just just for a moment, a really simple idea. And for, for me, people make inverses on highly technical, right? Like most things. And, but I, and I have to tell you, it actually isn't. It's really not a technical thing to do. So I, w- I, w- I wanna ask you, uh, and I'll answer with you at the same time, a couple of questions. The first one, do you work in your money, Eric, or on your money? That's a good one, isn't it? In your money? I don't even know what in your money would be. Yeah, um, so it's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. So I think it's, on let's go on your money on your money must be tomorrow's sales pipeline mm-hmm. must be future growth future yep. client acquisition in must be serving what you've sold potentially oh okay what do you reckon yeah yeah i mean it's clear that you know working on the money is more important than in correct what about working in your job or on your job you know, it depends on what your job is, right? And what your role is. Actually. Yeah, but I think when you talk about working on it, to me, that is more about self-development. That's about growing. It's about, you know, improving. Whereas working in it, it's just going through, you know, the day-to-day routines that you've always done. I, t- I totally agree. So question for you. Um, are there any professions in the world that you wouldn't use if they didn't work on their job? Yeah, it's not, I can't think of any. Um, no, because, you know, I want to make sure, especially, you know, I've had some medical issues lately. I want to make sure that the physicians and the professionals I'm dealing with or working on their business, they're constantly keeping up with the latest technology and research and everything, right? So that, that's and you, a and you, example. Apologies for any wordsmiths out there. People would want to see that doctor most likely with a capital D. But I was typing so quickly. I think <laughs> it is, it's the right question, isn't it? Would, yeah. you go and see a, would you go and see a medical professional if they weren't up to date on their latest exams and knowledge? I would hope most of us would say no. I yeah. hope. 
much, right? Depending on the emergency. Yeah. Yet, if you apply that to a doctor, right? Why not everything else? Why not yeah. leadership? Why, why not leadership skills? Sure. You, know, you, you go on a course, you learn a load of bump, you go back to your job. Where's the daytime, real time, daily application of your newfound leadership skills? Because that's the question, isn't it? Working on them. Therefore, mapping out how you're going to take the knowledge, place it into your schedule in the next 30 days, 60 days, six months, and saying, I'm going to work on this feature for 30 days, solid. Yeah. On working on your leadership. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Another one. Do you work in your relationships or on your relationships? Yeah, definitely work on, on it. Yeah. Yeah, pers personal or professional. And in your personal space, it might just be taking the time to be romantic. Right. Taking the time to think of the other person. Um, do you work in your vacations or on them? <laughs> uh, you know, that's a very, you know, when you talk about vacation, it's a set time period, right? So yeah. I probably would lean more that I'm working in it because I'm, I want to be focused on my current vacation. I don't want to be looking out to the future or, you know, what's coming ahead. I want to be focused. And sometimes that's hard. It usually takes me a couple of days before I can unwind to really get into it. So this whole thing about in versus on, I think is really, really important. It is. Bit, the bit that I think is often missing is we make in versus on too complicated. So I want to clarify an understanding level for everybody. So whether it's Facebook or whether it's LinkedIn, what's the common understanding? So working in is doing the daily things associated with the area concerned. Uh, it could be it could be phrases like doing the do, right? Mm -hmm. you know, horrible phrases that is. Depends on your job, right? It could be anybody's job. And then working on is developing your capacity to improve and grow in that area. Because you might not be a firm owner. You could be actually a really important piece of that firm. Right. In, ter in terms of cogs, not in terms of, you know, how you're potentially valued. And if you are working for a firm that sees you as pieces, you might want to consider, if you don't like it, working somewhere else. So that said, though, if you now know that it's doing what I got to do today versus developing my capacity for tomorrow, I mean, wow, you probably yeah. need, to work with a you need to work with a coach, I suspect. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, I would agree. And you know, what I hear you saying, and I kind of agree with it is that there's a balance there, right? There's times where you have to do the in work in the business or in your job, but that doesn't preclude you from always looking at working on what you do and developing and improving and being better at what you do. What 100% and, and therefore, there's not there's not an excuse. So, so the amount of people that we both know uh, who talk about not having enough time. Yep. And and actually, what we are talking about today is investing time 
proactively at how you decide to do things and seeing it as a spend as a spend curve i'm investing this to do that mm-hmm. being much more being much more specific so seeing as we're live on linkedin as through our broadcast today uh, streaming for the first time figured out i'd share five simple ideas of how people can use time better given it's me and you eric is that all right yes so uh, i'm going to ask you uh, have you ever counted to five before <laughs> yes uh, as soon as you sold a successfully sold a cpa firm i am mightily relieved anyway but <laughs> eric you probably had a gigantic calculator you know like every chartered accountant has anyway yeah. so we're going to go like this i you know for those watching we're going to go one two three four that's a bit more tricky four and yeah. then five right and the idea is is i'm going to give you a number and an instruction as in those watching not you eric right okay and i'm going to interpret what it means so you know if you're sat at your desk you're working away and you're thinking to yourself uh right i got to get through all of this whatever this is uh here are five things you can do immediately so here's the first one so here's number 1 which is a thumb sign one means done so one done so it's phonetic what immediate action can i take right now 60 seconds one is done 60 seconds right now that makes sense doesn't it Mhm. Two, I think you'll like this one. Not a gun you have to put it at an angle, right? <laughs> two is 2 minutes, so it's number 2, future view. Right? So, how do I look at the future aspect of what I'm doing for 2 minutes? Technique in this occasion, not a question. Use fast forward. If anybody wants to know what fast forward is, get in touch with us. We'd love to stop and tell you all about it. Yep. Three. I'm just making sure I get the gestures right. Three is free, which is about freeing your mind. Now I love it when people talk about smart technique. At RLC, we don't use the classic smart. So we don't do the specific, measurable. We go. Are you ready? Um, supersonic, massive, right? awesome ridiculous today that's what you use the 3 for right where is it 1 2 3 so supersonic massive awesome ridiculous idea and you start it today hmm. in 3 minutes uh number 4 where is it there's 4 no that there's 4 hold on It's like people who can it's like people who can do the Star Trek thing I can't do it. So here we go. There's number 4, right? Is do more by mind mapping it. So learn to mind map and capture loads of information in much less structure. Make sense, Eric? Sure. And then 5 is live. Like do you ever see the short circuit movie? Number five alive. No, you didn't see that. You didn't see that. Oh, why? Um, that's a famous sci-fi movie from some point in the eighties, late eighties, I think. Number five alive is a robot. Anyway, five is live, 
is where you do a mind share brainstorm for five minutes about the answer to a question. Now these five things are called, and this is the best bit, so um, Eric, just for the camera, can we just pretend to do a high five? Right? They call the high five. High five. So I've got <laughs> loads of things loads of things I need to do, right? So which one of these shortcuts could I use for each of them as opposed to what most people might do is get brain freeze, do nothing. Yeah. Procrastinate. Procrastinate. I'll do that later. So the idea is to help people think on versus in or in versus on, up to you which way around you want to look at it. How can you use some of these time hacks to help you get things done, get things moving, think bigger, think clearer, or move things on in your business or in your life? So, Eric, what do you think of them? I like that. Yeah. They're yeah, they're useful, aren't they? Yes. It's, even, it's, you know, even if you don't do all five, it's doing yeah. something, it's getting started. It is, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's absolute. That I like that. It is getting started. So we've been talking about time today on RLC CPA Live. Also, the recording that goes into Consultivations. If you're watching this back, Eric and I have been exploring the value of time. I guess there's one last thing, and that is this thing about hiring the resource to take the work away so you can have more time. Literally, is profitability to one side. The way out of the maze. Build the resource, build the outsourcing, automate and systemize. And instead of getting caught in the doing, isn't it, Eric? And yeah. still doing, still doing. Yeah. And even even with outsourcing, if you saw my LinkedIn note this morning, do treat outsourcing like a really good contractual delegation process. And it will work. If you just think they're gonna do it. They might not just do it. Yeah, I, I think of outsourcing much like your employees, right? You have to set expectations. You have to, you know, hold people accountable. But the expectation is they're going to do what you ask them to do, and it works. I, I, you know, I believe in the outsourcing model and being able to use that. But it it needs to be managed. You need to make sure that the expectations are clear, and that you don't fall into the trap of you know, outsourcing, but then doing the work yourself. That is a great show. And I'm just capturing Eric to, to really yeah. just capture that outstanding comment. Clear expectations make outsourcing work. Yeah. And it's important to, to know the difference between that and just automating something and abdicating. There's a big, big difference. Yeah. So, Eric, is there a final thought you have about encouraging anybody listening or watching about how to use and maximize time from your yeah. perspective? Like a last thing. Yeah, last thing that I would say is that, you know, often we always talk about moving forward, but I think there's also time should be spent reflecting back and looking at what has happened, like especially this year. I think it's good to look back and learn from what has happened and use that to kind of, what I like to do is I like to look back and reflect and then plan and set goals for going forward. Um, so I think that's important. That's a really good shout. Um, 
and, and I think that for me, I'm writing it as I say to you, right? Time invested should be measured by the end result. Sure. Uh, and that's why I believe, if you look at it, timers were invented. You get it? T-I-M-E-R. Timer. Right? Timer. Can you see that? It's the secret measuring source. That's the point to it. And, and I'm, I'm telling you that because when I did the Sufferfest challenge on Saturday that Mark Sunderland in Boulder is doing on the Saturday, coming to join us in the night to Sufferlandria, um, that 10 minute slot between both the classes and um, the Sufferfest stuff you choose from a tough list to do in a row, yeah. I had my phone set to nine minutes and 10 seconds, right? So I had 50 seconds buffer to get back on and get moving as the last action. Huh. And as the, as the day went on, that nine minutes became so precious. Yeah. You, you started to look forward to it, right? So that's what I mean by timer. If the time is invested and measured, therefore you make all the adjustments, you should see the end result is what you expected. Yeah. If, you, if you're not measuring how your time is invested and all the things are going in the way that they should do, then you might want to do what Eric said. Take time to reflect back and learn from what has happened and set new goals to fix yeah. the issue you're having. So Eric, thank you for your time today, literally. Yes. <laughs> and delighted to be live on both platforms at last at the same time. Yeah, that's really cool. Perfect. See you on the next one, Eric. All right. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.